This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. News just in, influential conservative Christian broadcaster Pat Robertson has died. He was 93 years old. Let's take a look back at his life with our Stephanie Elam. Lord God, fill me now with your spirit. Pat Robertson was a seminal figure of the religious right. He founded the Christian Broadcasting Network, the political advocacy group, the Christian Coalition, and the Christian College Regent University. But he was also known for his outspoken views on homosexuality, feminism, and a host of other hot button issues. There isn't one single civilization that has survived that had openly embraced homosexuality. In 2001, he agreed with fellow televangelist Jerry Falwell that God allowed the 9-11 terrorists to succeed because America had moved to the left and removed religion from the mainstream. I, I totally concur. The Yale Law School graduate and Korean War vet had a religious awakening in the late 1950s. He bought a bankrupt local station in Portsmouth, Virginia, and it became the first outlet for the Christian Broadcast Network. It was the first Christian TV network in the U.S. and became one of the world's largest TV ministries. Its flagship program was the daily show he hosted, The 700 Club, named for the 700 donors who launched it in 1961. I plan to make a formal announcement of my candidacy for the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States. Robertson, whose father was a congressman and U.S. senator, ran as a Republican presidential candidate in 1988. He came in second in the Iowa caucus, but his campaign didn't fare as well in other primary states. He dropped out of the race and returned to hosting the 700 Club, where he famously made bold predictions that didn't always come true. Romney will win the election. Do you believe that? I absolutely believe that. What makes you believe that? Because the Lord told me. Pat Robertson, a key founder of the conservative Christian movement who never shied away from expressing his views, no matter how controversial they might be. It is uh, Thursday, 8 June, Year of the Lord, 2023. Dr. Pat Robertson uh, died uh, early in the morning. Uh, two uh, giants of the Christian right, that was uh, Dr. Pat Robertson and Jerry Falwell. Both were institution builders. Uh, Jerry Falwell has Liberty University, this great university down in Lynchburg, Virginia, and Dr. Pat Robertson in Virginia Beach, Virginia, Regent University. I think the Commonwealth of Virginia, very proud the two sons of the Commonwealth uh, left these great, great, powerful institutions. And, um, you know, the mainstream media mocks Jerry Falwell, mocks Dr. Pat Robertson, but you look at a lot of the predictions they made, particularly as society spins more and more and more out of control. Um, and I got to tell you, it's, 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 it's absolutely stunning. But American patriots are stepping up. The Moms for uh, Liberty have just been designated an anti-government group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. You saw the fathers in the Armenian fathers in what Glendale, California, threw down hard against Antifa the other day about this uh, 
LGBTQ uh, material in the in the libraries and uh, in in the teaching program or what they feel is propaganda and grooming. Uh, people have had a belly full of it. And I got to tell you, we owe a lot. This country owes a lot to Dr. Pat Robertson and, of course, to Jerry Falwell and uh, for the people at Regent University. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you uh, as you're going to commemorate uh, the uh, death of your founder and a true visionary, Dr. Pat Robertson. I got to tell you, the 700 Club, you compare the news on 700 Club to about the news anywhere. And it's, it was pound for pound as good as anything. To show you that fight, is far from over. In fact, it's more insane than it's ever been. Walter O'Malley, another institution builder, the, the founder of the Brooklyn Dodgers and the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, moved to Los Angeles for the, took that legendary franchise and went to Los Angeles. And just Chavez Ravine, Dodger Stadium, a fun place, always with Vin Scully, the, uh, the announcer, uh, with great players like uh, like Sandy Koufax and Don Drosdale and, and what they, you know, the great teams ahead, always family-oriented. When you went to Dodger Stadium, it was always about families. A beautiful park, uh, totally open. In fact, it's interesting, the three oldest parks in baseball are Fenway Park, Wrigley Field, and now Dodger Stadium, right? Since Yankee Stadium got torn down, the original Yankee Stadium, or the second Yankee Stadium got torn down, uh, Chavez Ravine, is uh, is the third oldest baseball stadium. What is happening there and what the Dodger uh, management has agreed to for this Pride Month is um, is shocking. I want to bring in John Yep, uh, who uh, runs a Catholic group that's organizing this march. Tell us first of what the Dodgers created to, what's going to take place, I think, on the 16th of June in, the, in this rally uh, that you're putting, this march and rally you're putting together. June 16th is the day that the LA Dodgers will honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. It's a, they're a group that openly mocks our Lord with a horrible sexual uh, imagery during their, their quote-unquote shows. They blaspheme you know, the largest uh, voter bloc in the nation, specifically Christians and Catholics, and they are being honored uh, on June 16th, which is very significant. Remember, they were invited. Catholic vote led the way. They pushed back on them, and they rescinded the invitation. And then what we saw, kind of with the same thing with the with the target, how two hundred LGBT groups just recently signed a petition demanding that they reinstate the 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 clothing in the stores. They've been fighting back, so they did fight back. They got it back on the schedule. It's June sixteenth, but but as they're fighting back, so are we. So we have a number of groups that have come together. Um, and what's important to understand too, it's not just Christian groups. I mean, there's there's Jewish groups that are coming to right because they recognize this is not just a Christian, a Catholic issue. This is an American issue. You assault on our religion, that is that, that's no bueno. That is not cool. And to stand by and do nothing shows you're complicit with your silence. So June 16th it is a prayerful procession. Uh, we have some big names coming. Um, some are under wraps. Uh, we can say the Bishop Joseph Strickland, uh, the Diocese of Tyler, Texas, a warrior, a courageous man, will be there on the ground to lead us in prayer. Bishop Strickland is is renowned uh, throughout the Catholic world for traditional Catholics. How how have you pulled this together? And as the Archdiocese, I imagine the largest Archdiocese in the country, has to be giving you tremendous support and backing for this endeavor, sir. So our reps met with the LA Police Department, and and there was a, some other uh, Protestant members there as well. So they were they had their meeting. They were going over their plans. We informed them that um, 
you know, we had a Catholic bishop with us. They're like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, so you're going to have an event at the cathedral, we assume, right? You know, to which we responded, no. They looked at us like, come again? It's your Catholic church right down the road. They're not going to support you. For better or for worse, it's the largest archdiocese in the country. They have made a decision that, um, you know, they, they would prefer just to stay, just be neutral, um, which... You know, there are a lot of good people in the diocese. I don't understand that decision at all. Uh, I think that neutrality at this point is a decision for the other side. It, if you're silent now, it's it, it's it's a it, you're part of the problem. So they they will not. Uh, Hold on. Will hang, not hang, 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 yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't understand this. Captain Bannon, Maureen Bannon, is from one to American Martyrs and then to Marymount. She's a product of the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles is the largest, the most powerful, and the wealthiest archdiocese in this country, right? It's got everybody from, uh, from uh, it, you know, from Hollywood stars to working class people to tons of devout Hispanics, uh, multinational, multi-ethnic. It, it's a very powerful and vibrant archdiocese. The Sisters of Perpetual, uh, the, these are a group that's primary focus is the mocking of uh, Catholic traditions and Catholic icons uh, in the Catholic mass and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You, you cannot be neutral on this, uh, and particularly if you're the official organization of the Catholic Church. So you can't tell me, John, yep, that the Archdiocese of Los Angeles is not going to be fully supportive of this parade. In fact, I'm surprised that the, the, the Cardinal out there is not leading the parade, sir. For whatever reason, it's not happening. Uh, we're we're in shock. We're we're respectfully begging that he that he that he come and just be present or release a statement per, like personally, like I'm supporting this. I mean, this we're talking about baseball here, right? This is an opportunity. This is like a slow pitch for the the Americans, specifically Catholics, to come together and to hit this baby out of the park. It's a home run. I mean, it could be a grand slam, and we are walking away from an opportunity to 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 to, to make a statement. You know, there's a reason that they have come to Los Angeles, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're testing us. They're testing us to see how far we're going to go. They tested the, the, the drinkers of Bud Light. They tested the moms at Target. They all pushed back. They're testing the Catholics now. What are we going to do? It's not enough to sit back and, and do nothing here at this point. You mentioned, Steve, you brought up the parish you mentioned was, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, tell me about American Martyrs. Tell me about it. American Martyrs, one of the biggest parishes in the country. What's it named after? The the, the North American Martyrs, St. Isaac, Joe, St. John, Lebert, those were the courageous Jesuits back in the day, the real Jesuits, who went to the to uh, North America and, and worked with the Indians. And they had some of the most heroic martyrdoms in martyrdom in witness to their faith. We need martyrs now today more than ever. Well, we need witness to the faith. By, by me, being neutral, you've made a decision. If you're neutral, you're, you're backing the perverts. Let me be blunt. For the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, we are not going to let this go lightly. You're on notice. If you are not backing this parade, if they don't have a mass at the cathedral, if there's not an embrace of Catholics, Christians, Jews coming together to, to, to stop the mockery, of, uh, of, of the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Mass, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Catholic Church, nuns, right? You, you must stand. 
particularly given your track record, no offense, given your track record, given the Archdiocese of Los Angeles' horrific track record on pedophile priests, let's be blunt, let's talk about truth, the horrible track record you have had about pedophile priests, you must stand up and stand united, particularly with a holy man like Bishop Strickland, renowned throughout the country as a, as a, as a, as a good and holy man. Pray for that man. The I had people 15, that I've I, seen I, that are coming. Go ahead, John. I, I had a, just a quick uh, phone call with him today just to kind of go over details of the event. Uh, that man is courageous. He's following his conscience. He says, you know, I, what, I'm just from Tyler, Texas. You know, I'm, I'm going to Los Angeles to be there to pray. I mean, it's we, at this we just at this point in the ballgame, we've got to get behind the people who are bold enough to step out and be and lead. Not judge the rest, fine, whatever, but we're moving on. Like the, the, it, it's time. Think all the I, I I know a lot of nuns, so and so do you, Steve. The nuns are like, what? <laughs> They're mocking our our vocation, us who've given our lives to to serve the Lord, no. and you're not even going to offend us. I mean, what does that say to them? Anybody in this country, we'll play some footage tomorrow. Anybody in this country that has had the blessing of had these great Catholic nuns that have given their entire lives in the hospitals, given their entire lives in these schools. Um, it, it's, it, to have them mocked is unacceptable. The Archdiocese of Los Angeles is very, very clear. To be neutral is to make a decision to back the perversion, okay? Given your track record on, to be blunt, backing perversion in the past, it's now time for you to step up. And if you don't step up, there's going to be consequences. There will be consequences delivered by the war room. They, this they, is they, not they acceptable. And you're cowards, and you're not, you're not going to hide behind this. We're going to expose you by name. You cannot hide. So, John, yep, uh, thank you very much. Honor have you. John, how can people get to the, uh, how can people get to the, uh, to the site? Latest information, especially for parking, which is uh, we're, it's, we're consistently, uh, constantly updated with new, um, new information, is C, the letter C, F-O-R-C.com. There you can find where to go, what time it starts. It's June 16th, 4.30, lot 13, there in, um, outside LA Dodger Stadium. Okay, so one more time. Where do they go? I want to make sure everybody's got a chance to go to your site. We want oh, a huge turnout, C. particularly the war room. Yep. The letter C-F-O-R-C.com. C-F-O-R.com. You'll find it there or just Google Catholics for Catholics and the information will be there for the march. Okay, brother, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Look forward to really uh, getting people out there. And the Archdiocese of Los Angeles understands something. You cannot hide. Think about what he said, American March. Think of the Jesuits that gave their lives in trying to bring the word of the living Christ to the uh, to the native population, to the Indians, and gave their life. It's time for the gutless cowards to step. It, it, gutless Catholics either got to step up or get out of the way. You shouldn't have control of the apparatus of the Archdiocese of, uh, of Los Angeles. It's a disgrace. Ugh. Philip Patrick. If I wanted to get Philip on here for a while. Philip, brother, we go from the sublime to the less sublime. We're going to talk okay. about gold. But here's where we're going to talk about gold. Philip, I had to have you on today. And I wanted to let the audience know I do not write the headlines for the Financial Times of London. I understand they watch the war room and they may draft off the war room every now and again. But it, as people know, it's the paper that I start the day with every day. 
because it is the tip sheet of the global elite. But Philip, today, U.S. Treasury's $1 trillion borrowing spree set to increase strain on bank system. If I can just do that, Memphis can just show that. Philip, that says it all, brother. The Republican uh, uh, McCarthy and the in these hapless clowns uh, give uh, give Biden a complete blank check, and people say, "Well, Steve, it's the reason it's all backed up. You guys wouldn't let him increase the debt ceiling. That's what's all backed up. They have plenty of cash. This could be managed." But what we're trying to say is that we're at thirty-one and a half trillion now. I don't know, Philip. By August first, we'll be another at another trillion plus. We'll be at thirty-two and a half trillion, going to thirty-three trillion. It's not going to stop. Tell me. Because this is going to destroy. Remember, people are going to look for the higher returns. The deposits are all going to get sucked out of here, particularly the big depositors, because they say, hey, they're paying me 0.9% on my savings account because I'm a grundoon and I can get, I don't know, 2 or 3% here. I'll go ahead and take it. The, the arbitrage is huge. The deposit is going to set out, and the banking system is going to have a further strain. Philip Patrick, just I, I want to give people some, some, some heads up now. The central banks throughout the world are buying gold in record amounts. The Saudis just cut a million barrels a day because they said, guys, we saw what you did with the Biden thing. And look, you're crushing us. Your defense, this currency is getting more and more devalued over time. You're printing money like crazy. You're borrowing money like crazy. We don't buy into the business model. We're, we're, we're going to go buy as much gold as we can at a central bank. And oh, by the way, we're going to start cutting production. Because we want it go to eighty bucks, eighty dollars a barrel, and and more, and we want to husband our resources, Philip Patrick. Yeah, it's 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 just an unmitigated disaster. Just to touch upon some of the lowlights that that you covered there, we've essentially McCarthy, the Republicans, we've given now the Democrats carte blanche uh, to spend like crazy for the next two years. We've also given all the power to negotiate, put the economy at the forefront of talking points uh, before the next election. So this is White House, the Congress. This is everyone saying we don't want to fix this. This isn't a problem that we can solve. So we're going to kick the can further down the road and just pretend it doesn't exist. But the reality, it does. And like you said, there are now no constraints on spending. Listen, the, the CBO nonpartisan said that this bill will reduce budget deficits by about one and a half trillion over the next decade, which sounds great on the surface until you realize that the current year's deficit is about one and a half trillion. So essentially, it's going to take the next 10 years to offset the debt accumulated this year. This is not a winning proposition. McCarthy lost, the the GOP lost, fiscal responsibility lost, and ultimately the American people have lost. As you say, the biggest issue now is what this has led to, right? The view from Beijing, from Moscow, is that the U.S. is weak right now. The view globally of the dollar is starting to dissipate. So what do we have? We have these BRICS nations now teaming together, trading bilaterally outside of U.S. dollars. This is their opportunity, their once-in-a-century opportunity to sideline the U.S. dollar, to create their own economic fiefdoms, their own walled gardens, and they're capitalizing. So what do we have? We have BRICS nations along with 20 other nations trading bilaterally in their own currencies, essentially avoiding dollars. The problem is these BRICS nations are no longer a joke. They have a combined GDP larger than the G7. Look, when President Lula in Brazil says that he goes to sleep every night wondering why the world has to trade in dollars, 
this is a big problem. Now, is the Chinese yuan going to take over global reserve currency status from the US in the next year or two? It feels very unlikely. But right now, the yuan is 5% of global trade. Every bilateral trade agreement means less dollars, less demand. Um, the yuan is already a viable alternative for a lot of nations because China sells things that the world wants. When it hits 20, 30, 40% of world trade, the dollar at that point has a major, major problem. Look, I'm here in the US. I'm a US citizen. I'm very patriotic. A world run by the Chinese is a frightening proposition. However, you have to think about it. If you're a central banker, you're holding dollars and you've seen a 15% reduction of that purchasing power in three years. It's a problem, right? So this has been just a massive miscalculation. Like you said, hit I that, think central- hit, 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 that, hit that again. I want to, I want to, when he, and I hate to be so, um, how do I say this politely, blunt about this. One of the problems we have in the in this country, and one of the great benefits I had as a young man, I always wanted to go to the Pacific. I was a studied the the World War II in the Pacific very closely as a young person. A lot of the family had been in the service, you know, in WW2, and people that came back from the Pacific, it was just sounded exotic. So I studied. I was lucky to go to San Diego as my naval career started. And then joined the Seventh Fleet and, and take two deployments in, in the Western Pacific and, and found China and all of it. The one thing is, it's it's always concerning when I came back to, to, to Georgetown and then to Harvard, is that, and then worked on Wall Street and Goldman Sachs, is that New York City, for being a global capital, is quite provincial. And, and you get to Washington, D.C., and it's very provincial. Yeah, you've got the embassies, you have all these. It's quite provincial. The, the Atlanticist, the people that think Western Europe, the United Kingdom, the United States, and, and Canada are kind of the world. This Atlanticist mentality, and you see that in the G7, there's this Atlanticist mentality. The, 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 the BRICS, when, when Philip Patrick says the BRICS have a larger GDP in the, in, the, in the G7, that is the rest of the world with the resources have a larger GDP than kind of this small, you know, part of the world in Western Europe in the United States, right, which doesn't make up a huge part of the world's population, but has a lot of things of, of accumulated wealth today. But it's all driven by a paper currency called the U.S. Federal Reserve note. And the BRICS, and this is what I keep telling people, they have plenty of Harvard graduates and plenty of MIT graduates and plenty of Princeton and, and, and Wharton School graduates with HP-12Cs, and they can run the numbers. And when they sit there, uh, when they sit there, and the number I want you to give again, how much devaluation, how much depreciation in their dollar holdings have they gotten in the last two years? Because of Joe Biden and the establishment Republicans' policy, sir? 15%. Listen, we feel it. We're individuals. We consume dollars. We feel the effect. But nations around the world are feeling it too, right? 15% loss of your currency that you use for trade, that is significant for a nation. So what have they been doing, right? They've been hedging their exposure. As you mentioned earlier, 2022, the single biggest year for gold buying by central governments in history. Last year, 2022, U.S. dollar holdings among central governments at 25-year lows. We are seeing a trend now of de-dollarization. Biden has been playing into the hands of China. He has created this opportunity. It is all about faith. That's what 
the US dollar is based on, the countries around the world are losing faith. That is the biggest issue we have moving forward. Look, I've said before, this position, global reserve currency, is so important. We have to protect it. If we see a shift away from that, countries never recover, right? You can hear the accent on me. Great Britain, global reserve currency status lost to the US after 1946. Pound sterling has lost over 97% of its relative buying power. This has been played out time and time and time again in history. We cannot lose a grip because if we do, there is no coming back. Let, let me, you know, they sell it as a pound. The pound ran the world. They had the little, you know, they, the, all the globes were in pink. You had in the United Kingdom. Remember, when the guns of August, on that one August of, uh, of 1914, the British Empire, the sun never set on it. It was magnificent in its structure. And quite frankly, the, the literacy and the, and the wealth they created for the world, they, had, they got tons of problems, okay? And the colonialism was not far from perfect. But two world wars, two world wars that destroyed basically the flower of British manhood. And in 1946, what, 20-some years later, 30-some years later, after Bretton Woods, when they went off, they, because they, they weren't a power anymore, right? They had, when they took right. the pound and the pound quit being the reserve currency, that was the beginning of Pax Americana. We have seen now from 1946 to today, it's not going to continue. And, 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 and the burden is, it's our fault. This is not the world's fault. This is not the Saudis. This is not OPEC. This, most, a lot of this is in response to irrational and incompetent policy and selfish policy by our elites. You can go back through the history of this, and I hate to say it, but you can mark, we do charts all the time, you can mark a, a big demise of the United States of America from the day in what, August 1973, when Richard Nixon over a weekend decided, yeah, I think we're going to go off the gold standard. I can walk you through chart after chart after chart. It's kind of the railhead of a lot of, a lot of bad things that happen and bad decisions. Philip, just hang over a second. We're going to take a short commercial break. I've got my British friend now, an American citizen, my colleague, Philip Patrick from Los Angeles. We're also then going to go to uh, one of my favorite personalities in the world, Senator Alec Antic out in Australia. You remember him from fighting COVID. Last time we saw him, he was locked up in a hotel. Uh, They had him in a lockdown quarantine. And quite frankly, they never wanted him out. Well, hey, he's going to do a tour through Australia with Nigel Farage and Don Jr., that will set the world on fire. We're going to check in with the senator uh, next. Philip Patrick's going to stick with us, talk a little bit about the world's economy and precious metals. Take a short break. Uh, hang around. We'll be back in the warm in just a moment. In today's world, we face challenges like government overreach, attacks on communication, global conflicts, and natural disasters. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store over the last year to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communication remains private. They're one of America's largest satellite telecom companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, get an Inmarsat, Insat phone, Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. Let me repeat that. An Inmarsat ISAT phone or Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. These are top of the line. Iridium phones work anywhere on earth with a clear view of the sky. 
cell coverage reaches only 7% of the Earth, while iridium covers 100% of the Earth. Satellite phones provide secure communication with no tracking or eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military uses iridium. If cell towers go down for any reason, your satellite phone still works. Now, don't miss this offer. In addition, we work with the folks at the Satellite Phone Store to secure a special discount for our subscribers. Use promo code STEVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee. Let me use that again. The promo code STEVE50, STEVE50, to waive the $50 activation fee and get 10% off products like generators, Faraday bags, or solar panels in May with code STEVE2023. Let me give that to you again. You get 10% off products like generators, the Faraday bags, or solar panels in the month of May with code STEVE2023. Now visit Satellite Phone Store today. Go visit sat123.com. That's sat123.com. Life can change in an instant, so don't wait. Stay prepared, connected, and protect your privacy. Visit sat123.com. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action Action, action, and take that action today. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Why? Because most victims of home title theft don't know they're a victim until it's too late. Like this homeowner. Check this out. She was getting ready for a home remodel when everything got shut down. She discovered her property wasn't in her name anymore. She was a victim of a devastating crime called home title theft. A criminal had forged the deed to her home and took over as the new owner. Now she's fighting back to get her home back. This is why I say if you own a home or a property, get home title lock. Your home property and equity are the most valuable assets you have. By the way, there's reported 80 to 90% of your net worth, of average American's net worth, is in their home. And home title lock helps you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a 24-7 shield around your home's title. Let me repeat, a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week, 
365-day shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify you aren't already a victim of home title theft. Find out for free with a sign-up when you use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Bannon. And when you sign up, your first 30 days of protection are free. Do this today at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Bannon. Protect yourself. Do it today. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Philip, we're going to have you back on next week to go through more uh, about this issue of uh, the $1 trillion treasury borrowing that's going to affect the bank system. You talked about this for a long time. Deposits start going. We're going to get into the same death spiral we got at Silicon Valley Bank. You'll see the same host of uh, oligarchs looking to get bailed out. Here's what I want folks to do, though. I think, and what we're trying to do here is show you there's an alternative economy, and we're part of the group helping to build it. You know, stop giving your money to people that hate you, and particularly stop giving your money to people that mislead you. We don't give financial advice here. We do a lot of macro. We don't give you financial advice, but we put you in touch with people that can immerse you in information. Uh, This shows about self-reliance, self-empowerment, and human agency. Use your agency today. Don't, don't, please don't miss what the reality of what's going on. The BRIC nations that have the resources, right, have made a fundamental decision, have made a fundamental decision that the elites in the United States are not managing their own business properly, and they're devaluating the currency. And these people, I'm telling you, people say these, they are not stupid people. They're rational people, just like the the illegal aliens, the migrants coming up from the southern border, they are the most rational of all the actors in this, in that. And, and, and it, when they see 15% depreciation of what they have to transact these uh, and have to hold to transact uh, tr- trade and commerce, eventually they're going to sit there and go, you know, there's got to be an alternative. And that alternative is not going to be immediately, but it's going to happen sooner than people think. People started mocking me when we first started talking about this. Oh, this the end of the dollar empire, we started that, I think, thinking about it, Patrick, two years ago. Yeah. So I want everybody to go get it. Go to, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get it. It's totally free. You get the third series. We talk about because we're entering a phase, as we say, the first chapter, like from the founding of the republic with the big fights by Hamilton and, uh, and, and Jefferson, leading all the way to the populist, the rise of the populace with Andrew Jackson, the first president that wasn't from Virginia or Massachusetts. That whole fight was about money and currency. Okay, what is money? What is currency? Who controls it? What is a central bank? We're back to the same thing, and you have to understand it. You, you need to understand it, not just for yourself, but you need to understand it for your community and for your nation. So go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Philip, but I also want people to get to you and your advisors there so they can understand about the IRAs, they understand about the tax-free nature of a lot of stuff you guys do. Uh, how do they do that? So it's really simple. They get free information kit. Like you said, information is key. Get educated and solutions will present. Birchgold.com forward slash Bannon. Again, Birchgold.com slash Bannon. They can reach me directly at Philip Patrick on Getter. 
By the way, we ought to do that. If you put if you put the money in gold when we first started partnering with with uh, Birch Gold and done the S and P, you can do the math yourself. You can look at the gap right and see what went on. So listen, this is only going to get worse because the leadership of this country is 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 more irresponsible, and that's one of the reasons we're like a dog with a bone with these Republicans in the House. So Philip, thank you, thank you for taking time and sticking around with us, brother. Thank you, Steve. As always, thank you. So there's been a big announcement. <clears throat> it, it, it's catching the political news, and it's all over Don Jr. and now Nigel Farage are going to Australia for a tour. And when I first heard about it with Don Jr., I said, I wonder if, and then I checked into it, and of course, one of our favorite, uh, not just politicians, but favorite leaders in Australia is in back of it, Su- Senator Alex Antic from South Australia. Sir, last time we left you, Senator you were locked up. We were trying to get you a jailbreak out of a hotel. I think they had you in quarantine for like nine months, right? Yeah. Tell us. And, and by the way, everybody loves Australians. I've been there so many times in the Navy. Other people have, have just have such a fondness for the country. We were in shock. We were shocked by the Stalinist methods that went in during the COVID thing. Give us an update and then tell us about this tour. It's Don Jr. It's Nigel Farage. It's yourself in Australia. That's going to be a wild one. Yeah, well, thanks, Steve. And look, I, I remember you were going to send me some bed sheets so I could tie them together out the window, but they never came through. So I don't know what happened there. But uh, in any event, we got out of the Medi Hotel. That was a year and a half ago now and uh, back into the real world. And, you know, Australia, I, I have to say, um, around the time of COVID really started to take a different feel. You know, I, as I kept saying at the time, you looked out the window and it looked like Australia. But if you looked on the news and saw what was actually happening, it didn't feel like that at all. And we talked about this probably a couple of years ago, that Australia was, of course, a country that wasn't founded having to fight for its freedom like uh, you were in the United States. And I think we're really paying the price for that in some aspects. People here, uh, things have ostensibly gone back to normal. You know, the outside world feels pretty normal. There's not a lot of hangover. We've still got mandates that are, you know, still pushing around, which is a disgrace. But, uh, you know, we're doing our best to try and push back on those. But ultimately, uh, there is an indelible mark that's been left on this country, I think. People now are more compliant. Uh, they're more uh, available to be told what to do than they were before. Uh, and, you know, states like Melbourne, Victoria, where that you saw most of the images coming out of almost strike-breaking tactics being used against civilians, um, you know, that is still, I think, feeling the uh, the cloud of what happened over COVID. I mean, you know, we, we're just not simply in the same place that we were two or three years ago. And... Uh, you know, I, I think we're feeling the effects of it today. Tell me about that, Scar. I mean, as as people, if you read the history of particularly the Australian military in World War One, or coming as our ally, you know, the ally in World War Two, the whole first part of the Pacific War was to make sure that Australia didn't fall, right? Because if Australia fall, that was a big target. The Japanese have been all over. You look at Vietnam. The Australians have always been there. And, and there's an image in, in American uh, mind of the Australian as independent, as self-reliant, as rugged, as can do. Nice personality, nice people, but can do. How did yeah, that happen? And, and what scar has that left psychologically? It, there's, there's a term you might be familiar with. I don't know if it's made its way to the U.S. market, but we in Australia, we talk about larrikinism, you know, the Aussie larrikin. If you think about Paul Hogan or the crocodile hunter or that, that sort of character, well, I think we're increasingly seeing the end of that. And it's it's the long march through the institutions which has grabbed this country. You know, I, I'm deeply concerned that Australia is now becoming a, really a vassal state for a globalist movement. And one of the things that's really interesting now is we're, we're dealing with 
that well, the biggest political issue in this country is this so-called voice to parliament. What, what's being proposed by the Labor government here is uh, effectively uh, an, an Indigenous Aboriginal uh, elected voice to parliament, a third chamber, if you like, in our parliament, which is bricked into our constitution. So it's constitutional change. Um, and it's straight out of the UNDRIP uh, United Nations playbook of divide and conquer, uh, separate off Indigenous people from, uh, you know, the, their colonial uh, settlers and, and try and create a uh, division in the country. And I think we're seeing that all across the Western world. But I think Aussies, particularly Aussie men, are a bit beaten down at the moment. I, I don't think we see the same culture that we saw, that fighting spirit anymore. And we've got to get it back because ultimately this is a great country. And uh, there's plenty to be said here. And that's why we're looking forward to uh, seeing uh, you know, Don Jr. And, uh, and Nigel Farage come down and talk to us. Because there's so many parallels between, you know, even, even Nigel Farage, what he did with the Brexit movement and what we're seeing with this voice to parliament. It's being pushed by the establishment. It's being pushed by big corporates. It's being pushed by the media. Uh, and yet everyday Aussies, I think, are preparing to, to vote it down. So let's look forward to a Brexit style, um, you know, killing off of this nonsense. Walk us, walk us through again, because obviously we were very involved in Brexit. Voice to Parliament. It's, it's, a, it's a new branch of the legislature. Of, of Walk our people, our, our audience through that. I know there's been a, a, a lot of contention with the Indigenous people. I think some of the brought newscasters, there's been this big controversy about one of the newscasters quitting. Um, so walk me through this, and when is the vote going to come up? Well, it's likely to be in October of this year. At the moment, the, the legislation that's required to trigger the constitutional referendum. So in this country, changing the constitution requires a referendum, requires a majority of states and a majority of, uh, of individuals in the country to vote for it. Uh, it's a big deal. Constitutional change, like in the United States, just doesn't happen. And it, it just doesn't happen overnight. Uh, normally, when you get this kind of change, it's debated. You know, our original constitutional uh, development took something like, uh, you know, I think uh, years on end with constitutional debates. But what's being proposed here is to to effectively enter into that constitution a paragraph saying there will be uh, an Indigenous voice to Parliament, so an Aboriginal voice to Parliament. Now, we still don't really know what's being proposed here. This is the point about it, is the government here are trying to slip this under the rug, uh, get Australians to vote for it on a guilt basis. You know, you're a racist if you don't guilt. All the BLM tactics that we've seen used over the in the United States uh, and effectively change our system so that we have a, a, a governing body which can basically stop projects. You know, you'd, you'd see this being used to shut down mining, to shut down coal and gas. Uh, and, you know, this is a big deal. It's, it's probably the most serious constitutional change that's ever been proposed in this country. Uh, luckily, though, the Australian people, a bit like in the Brexit uh, situation, uh, are understanding that this is not something we want. This is not something that's good for the country. And I, I think, you know, with a bit more push, it's going to go down. Um, but we've got a long way to go. And this is the sort of incremental creep we're seeing in the country, because from here, and I know this has happened in Canada as well, um, what we would see if this is passed, uh, treaty obligations, uh, you know, reparations, and then potentially even, I believe, uh, a sovereign Indigenous nation inside our own country. It's classic UN divide and conquer. It's classic radical left divide and conquer. But I think Aussies are going to wake up to this one and are going to shoot it down. When you talk about Australia as a as a as a tool or, or for this globalist agenda, is this also what you find by because Australia is a centerpiece for the anti CCP movement? Australia, is, you've gone through this huge wave of the CCP trying to come in behind the scenes. A couple of great books, in fact, your uh, senator, I think, uh, years ago to the House Intelligence Committee, the testimony is explosive. I keep saying that was one of the inflection points when it started to wake people up in the city. 
that, hey, the CCP is moving everywhere. You came very close to having uh, Australia fall to total control of the influence of the CCP. But you're absolutely, if we lose Australia, it's going to be virtually impossible to take on the Chinese Communist Party in the in the Western Pacific uh, in, in, yeah, uh, in Asia. That's right. Actually, I mean, uh, there, really, Australia has led the way in pushing back on the on the on the CCP in many respects. There was uh, the the shooting down of the uh, Huawei system. I think if you remember, that was going to be used in the 5G rollout here in, in Australia, and I think that's taken off in different countries now. People have understood what the ramifications of that were, um, but also just the foreign interference laws, uh, some of the pushback uh, in at parliamentary level, and we've seen some really good work from some of our senators here in pushing back on. Surveillance drones, cameras in offices. You know, parliamentary offices were recently uh, discovered to have been surveilled by Chinese-made cameras. You know, this sort of stuff really matters. So we are, we have been at the tip of the spear on all of this. But you know, I, I think this is a, a different sort of creep. I mean, you know, the, the push through the COVID period, the the incredible lockstep operation that happened in this country, which um, really was. You know, nothing more of a replica than happened in other countries. But I think we got the worst of it. And we got the worst of it in uh, in, in Melbourne, where, uh, you know, we really saw some heavy handed military style tactics being adopted. Um, I, I do. I think I think that long march through the institutions that the real global left are making some real inroads in this country. It's why podcasts like yours are so important, because you've got a massive Australian audience. Uh, and it's a you know it's a great privilege to be able to sort of try and reach them, let them understand that there are people fighting back and that there are people that are pushing against this agenda. Uh, we just need more and more and more of us to get on board. We need Aussies to to start to understand what's happening. Well, part of that's going to be this tour. Tell me how you conceived it. You've got Don. I mean, you couldn't get bigger, two bigger names than Don Jr. and Nigel Farage. Not just big names. I've had uh, been so honored to to be close to them for a number of years and seeing these guys up close and personal. They can, they can, uh, the, the electricity when they come in, the enthusiasm, these are great speakers, old fashioned, uh, you know, populist firebrands. Uh, how did you pull this tour together and what's the purpose? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, I mean, I, I was just asked to be on it, to be honest, and that was a, a great privilege. I mean, talk about, you know, trailing on the end of two, two great speakers. It's quite extraordinary, really. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah, look, it's uh, tickets are available. I think uh, the uh, Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane shows are on the 9th, 10th and 11th, I think, of, uh, of July. So I don't know what the ticket sales are. are in, but you, can, you can Google it, uh, trumplive.com, I think, .au. Uh, and look, I, I think people in Australia are looking to hear that populist message. That, that's why it's been heavily, uh, heavily ticketed and the sales are, are told are going very well. People want to hear from people that are pushing back on this agenda. And as you say, I mean, Nigel was down last year and... Uh, made an enormous splash down here talking about his work during Brexit. Uh, I think it's it's so important that Aussies hear this because really, as I said earlier, what we're going to get, I think, is a carbon copy of the Brexit um, play that is big business pushing, you know, a globalist elite agenda here in The Voice. Uh, and the everyday person on the street, around the dinner tables, around the football clubs, people are talking different language. And I'm really hopeful this is going to be a great victory for uh, for everyday Aussies in, in the coming months. So, be great to hear from them. Great to hear their experiences, and uh, it's a real honour to be tacked on. This is the real AUKUS, right? Australia, UK, and the US. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, flying the flag for the Aussies on this one. Well, we're going to uh, cover this wall to wall because it's that big. Give me your concept. How would you see Brexit playing out in uh, in, in Australia? To walk me through how you get your sovereignty back, because clearly something happened along the way. That the sovereignty of uh, of uh, Australia does not rest with the Australian people. How did that happen, and how do you propose to take it back? 
Yeah, look, I think I think part of the problem is, as I keep saying, this long march through the institutions has been well underway in this country for a long period of time. We, we lost the schools. We, it's a similar pattern to the United States. We lost the universities. And the corporate sector now is really, really in charge of much of the messaging, as is the media. I mean, you know, at least in the United States, you have outlets like yourself. We've got a few... Uh, a few little minor players here in the in the alternative media space. There are some people doing some good work, but ultimately, our entire narrative is controlled by um, the mainstream media. And uh, look, I think the only answer to this is a counter long march, a conservative long march back through the institutions. And I've been doing a lot of that work. I've been trying to bring people into politics, real people, taking politics back from uh, political elites. I keep saying it. We're draining the billabong in this country. And we're doing it bit by bit, but it's a long process and it involves people first understanding what they're up against and then second of all, taking time to get involved because I think Aussies have been very, very complacent with their political system. We're not as politicised as people in the United States. You know, people don't go on school boards and, and those sorts of things. Everything is getting slowly controlled by a bigger government. Uh, and we saw what happened during COVID. I keep saying to people, if you want a, a glimpse into the future of big government, have a look at what happened during COVID when our elected politicians gave enormous swathes of power to an unelected, unelected political bureaucratic elite. Uh, it's a disaster. It always has been. So people have got to take politics back. Uh, Senator, how do people follow you on social media? How do they go to your website? How do they find out more about you? Uh, Twitter, Senator uh, Alex Antic, uh, at Senator Alex Antic. Uh, still running a Getter account with the same address, Instagram, Senator Antic. And of course, if people want to stay in touch with me via email, www.alexantic.com.au, join the mailing list there and we'll keep in touch that way as well, because I'm getting increasingly, you'll find this hard to believe, Steve, I'm getting increasingly stepped on by big tech. Who would have thought? <laughs> Senator, thank you very much. Uh, really excited about this. Look forward to covering it uh, wall to wall when you guys are down there. It'll be something. Three, Thanks, three firebrands. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Incredible. I keep saying, as long as we got guys like that on our side of the football, we're going to get this done. Uh, and the people that you meet in this movement, that's why, you know, particularly for some of the older members of our audience, they say, you know, as you get older, your world gets smaller. That's the exact opposite working thesis of the war room. That's why we put all these opportunities out there. You can join groups, you can go to groups, you can go to speeches, uh, you can get online, join Getter, go over to uh, the Midnight uh, Writers over at Carly Bonet and the team, um, you know, become in the chat rooms, expand your universe, expand your life. It's all out there in front of you. We're fighting the good fight throughout the world on a global basis. Our audience are the lion hearted. There's no doubt about that. To be a lion heart, we need you in for the long haul. I got my own Crom, Carmichael Crom, salty. How are we going to keep him healthy, brother? How are we going to keep that, particularly the, the bad cholesterol? Tell me how we're going to do it. Steve, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, we had, I live here in Nashville, Tennessee. And last week, we had a 61-year-old state representative who died of a massive coronary. He had what we what we call the silent killer, and and it killed him, and it's a shame. And he's he represented one of the districts right here in Nashville, and and I really want your audience to to understand that heart disease is something that that just it gets worse over time, and um, and you don't know it's getting worse until you have an event, and it's important, really really important, to take care of your cardiovascular system, which is which is what feeds everything into your heart, and then your heart turns around and pumps it back out into your cardiovascular system. 
And soul tea is a is a green tea extract that's a super enriched important molecule theoflavin that normally resides one percent in green tea, which we know green tea is good for you, but we extract it and make it a twenty-two percent concentration in our soft gels, which is the equivalent of thirty cups of green tea a day. And it will improve and in, in, improve your heart health. Uh, our science shows it helps lower cholesterol. But the main thing is it'll, it'll help you live a longer life and a healthier life uh, the entire time. And and I've started taking I started taking our own product 18 years ago. I'm approaching 75. I just had my annual physical and my blood pressure is still in great shape. My cholesterol is still my bad cholesterol is still under 90, having dropped from 130 18 years ago. And um and Solti, and I think Solti is responsible for, uh, in large measure for my good health. I try to eat right, I try to walk, take care of myself, but I want to take care of my cardiovascular system. And I invite the, the posse, and by the way, your your group has been enormously responsive uh, to Solti, and I can't tell you much, I appreciate that. And we do get some <laughs> wonderful emails uh, what, telling about how it Where, does, where do they go to get it? WarroomHealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. And use the code WARROOM at checkout. You'll get a terrific discount on your first one and an ongoing discount of three bottles for the price of two on an ongoing basis. Thanks, Steve. Make make sure you go check it out. We're going to be back here live 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. See you then in the War Room. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case 
right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 